1: We've heard from many of you as we've been. Oh, we've been doing our AI Today podcast since 2017, so we're like well over 300 episodes. You know, we're doing them now twice, sometimes even three times a week. Uh, we've heard from so many of you on so many of the topics, whether it's our glossary series, which is ongoing and we'll keep going for a while. Some of you said that was great. Some of you have said it's too much, so we'll balance it out. We're going to keep going. We're not going to stop it, but we'll mix it up a bit. We'll spice it up for those of you that uh, maybe think you know everything about AI or maybe don't really want to know anything more about AI or really are bored by our AI glossary podcast. Or for those of you that really do enjoy the glossary podcast, but maybe want something else too, like a little extra stuff. This is why we are interspersing additional interviews our generative AI series on what does generative AI mean in terms of actually making it work, both from a trustworthy perspective and a project perspective. And of course, our trustworthy AI series, which we're well in the middle of here, where we're trying to guide folks to understand all the different layers involved in trustworthy AI. So keep reaching out to us. And yeah, we're going to dig some deeper into trustworthy AI in this one.
0: Exactly. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of the upcoming episodes that we have in this series, as well as some of the other ones that Ron had talked about. And we will make sure to link to previous podcasts in this series. So if you'd like to listen to any of them, you can. On one podcast, we talked about you know trustworthy AI really has five main layers, Mm -hmm. and that's societal, ethical AI, responsible AI systemic AI, transparency, AI governance, and then AI explainability and interpretability. We felt it was important to share that at a high level, but then we wanted to spend some time digging deeper into each of these levels. So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking more about responsible AI. And this begs the question, okay, well, what is responsible AI? (laughs) And basically, responsible AI is different than ethical AI. So responsible AI is saying, if you're going to do it, then do it the right way, where ethical AI really is kind of that right from wrong. So when you're building responsible AI systems, some of this should seem kind of like, well, duh, that's a no-brainer. But you'd be surprised that sometimes people don't think about it this way or If they do, they're not thinking about it as broadly as they need to be. So for example, responsible AI shouldn't violate laws. Well, you may, you know, somebody that's building the AI system says, okay, I'm going to look at laws. You're in the United States. You're going to look at laws from the United States. But if you're a global organization, you really need to be looking at all of the laws that are going to come into play. So sometimes it doesn't, you know, you may think it's straightforward, but you actually need to look at it from a different lens responsible ai also shouldn't do things like violate or abuse people's privacy uh you know we want to make sure that we're keeping people safe or keeping that their data safe and so as we're going about looking to uh you know have trustworthy ai in place these things need to be taken into consideration also responsible ai shouldn't abuse or misuse ai technology it should keep it should make people safe and secure and that doesn't just necessarily, you know, we talked about this from lots of different perspectives. So yes, obviously physically safe and secure, but also emotionally and mentally, financially as well. The responsible AI should provide well-defined trail for human accountability. So as you're building trustworthy AI systems, we always want to make sure that we don't have, uh, you know, these autonomous systems with black box technology that comes to a decision and the human wants to protest that decision or question how it came to that. And we go, sorry, we can't do that. We have no trail. So you just have to accept this and move on. So responsible AI examples that you know we like to talk about. So it helps kind of understand this concept, concept facial recognition you know, is this responsible? Is this irresponsible use of AI? Because sometimes we say the technology is neutral, but it's the application of it. And so you want to make sure, okay, the facial recognition technology is a neutral technology. How is it being used? Make sure that you're using it responsibly. So stuff like that when you're thinking, uh, you know, also helping users, uh, If you have a user profile, is it going to be invasive? Do you want to make sure that you're actually using it in a responsible way? Autonomous vehicles, you know, think about any application that you're going to be using for your organization and then say, how can I look at this with my responsible AI lens?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way of thinking about it because the technology is fairly neutral. I mean, if we are creating an algorithm for making a decision, there's nothing right or wrong about it. So, ethically, algorithmic decision making is like, well, it's okay, I guess it all depends, right? <laughs> that's where responsible co- AI comes in. It's like, well, what does it depend on? Algorithmic decision making to help you select a movie. That's perfectly fine. Algorithmic decision making that determines whether or not someone should be locked up and go to prison. You know, that they, we're, we're crossing into response. It's not the same thing as recommending recommending a movie, is it? Right. This sort of brings us to this one of the main ideas, which tends to get forgotten about, which is this idea of purposeful AI. And it may seem like a generic or vague notion. What does purposeful AI mean? It means that you have a reason, like this AI system that you're building has a reason. And whatever that reason is, should be a positive one. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's pretty simple, but there should be a clear user need. You shouldn't be like, well, I'm just gonna do this AI system for uh, hiring. Like, okay. What is the what What's what are, what? are you talking about? What are we doing with it? Well, I'm going to use it to evaluate resumes. I'm like, okay, you're still telling me what it does. You're not telling me why. Is it because you want to replace a human who's making a decision about those resumes? Well, that can be good to speed things up, but it can also be a problem if all of a sudden, you know, our workforce is starting to look a little differently here and people are causing problems. This is where we get into res- irresponsible use of AI. There should be a clear user need and a benefit Implementing AI simply for the purpose of implementing AI is actually not responsible. That is a defined irresponsible use of AI. It's sort of like getting in a car and turning on the engine, shifting it into drive, and then just uh, closing your eyes and just hitting the gas pedal. Are you driving the car? I, Well, let's see what happens, right? That's not responsible, right? And sometimes what may seem like a good idea really isn't. We have a couple of rip from the headlines examples here. There was a medical chatbot that uses OpenAI's GPT-3, again, neutral, G- nothing wrong with GPT-3 on its own, but it told a fake patient to go kill themselves. Not exactly responsible. Who's to blame for that? Well, you can't blame ChatGPT. What you can blame is the use of it. They used it in an irresponsible way right? Same thing. there was an AI powered platform called genderify, which was set, shut down after bias bias based backlash because you can identify the gender of your customers. I don't know what it was using. some sort of data. I'm like, okay, what, what was the point of this? What, what were we trying to accomplish with this? Nothing good, right? You know, another example, an algorithm that predicts criminality based on face. Okay. Now we are getting into some terrible idea territory, right? This is some crap, right? I just wanna be honest. Whoever's doing, if you're listening to this podcast and you're responsible for those systems, you should be kind of ashamed of yourself. But how do you know before you even build these systems that you're going down this wrong path? Well, it's because the AI implementation should be relevant to the purpose. We don't misapply it. Facial recognition for predictive analytics, bad idea. Try to avoid Skynet, try to avoid paperclip optimizers, And all AI systems should always be open to reevaluation. If a good idea turns out to be a bad idea, you should be able to stop it. And there should be an alternative. You shouldn't have gone so far down the path that you have no alternative. Well, we already killed the other system. So I guess this is all we have. And it's crappy. That's irresponsible. So (laughs) let's not do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was at you need you need to make sure that it is open to evaluation and reevaluation and one when you're doing that there was a funny story Ron and I were at a conference a few months ago and someone was saying well we'll just do things the old way you know we'll go back to paper processes someone goes yes but the old way isn't the old way for employees of a certain age it's actually a new way <laughs> so it was interesting to think about it from that perspective as well which is why you need to have so many different perspectives on this, because if you're thinking about it and you're like, well, yeah, we'll just go back to the old way that we did things 30 years ago. Well, if you have people that weren't in the workforce 30 years ago, that's not the old way of doing things. That's a new way that you're introducing. So be mindful of that. Another thing that is incredibly important in the responsible AI layer is AI system safety and reliability. So AI systems should be built with safety in mind to not endanger humans through neglect or carelessness. Again, this seems simple enough, but you do need to make sure that you are you know, putting those guardrails in place. So reliability, for example, through the life cycle, the AI systems should reliably operate in accordance with their intended purpose. Sometimes this is, you know, seems like a wish list of, of that you wish things would happen and they don't, but really you should be building systems that won't break down so regularly. And if it is breaking down, why is it breaking down? I always think about, you know, people joke when you go through, go to McDonald's, you want to get a milkshake and they're Milkshake machine is down all the time. Well, that just upsets customers. So when you're building, really think about that reliability. Also safety. This is incredibly important. AI systems need to be resilient and safe with a fallback plan in case they, you know, operate outside of acceptable boundaries. Where's the human? How is the human going to be in the loop? When does the human need to take over? Think about AI systems physically and then software. So physically, obviously, you know, you think about well, what if I have a uh cobot, for example, a collaborative robot that's operating with humans and suddenly starts to go crazy and like wax the human, and these are very strong robots. So that's you know, obviously some physical safety there. But what if I have uh, software bots or you know a software system how do i have safety in place there and what does that mean and how am i monitoring that and also security considerations for ai as well all of these are incredibly important to uh think about and make sure that we are you know incorporating that into this responsible ai layer
1: yeah you always think of what can go wrong and that's a good Thing to be thinking about when you build your project: what can go wrong? And it's actually hard to think of. It. You're like, I never even thought about that. We have a an example here of a of a bo- of a robot that's supposed to be navigating the floors of some mall, but it actually goes down the escalator and wipes out a couple of people down near the bottom. And you know, who would have thought? Who would have thought? that a robot would have gone down the escalator? Well, the answer is, well, it happened, so someone probably should have thought about it. So the question is, what do you do in your system to go test for that sort of stuff? We have all sorts of other considerations in thinking about, of course, making our AI systems secure because unsecure systems can become unsafe you know, for whoever. So we have a lot of those considerations. But even more so to this responsible use of AI, we do have to be concerned about the intentional misuse of AI, that is criminal and malicious use of AI. People who may use AI systems in bad ways, and we're starting to see this. People using deep fakes to fake uh, people, generally elderly people because they tend to be a little more trustworthy of things that they see, read, hear, and the telephone, for example. And you know, pr- you know, telling people to do all sorts of stuff that they wouldn't do. You know, you, that means we have to become less trustworthy of, of a phone number we may recognize, of a voice we may recognize. We may learn to not be trustworthy of that because of people who are using them for bad purposes. So we need to figure out when we build our AI systems, how can we prevent misuse? How can we even detect misuse? How can we become aware of that? Right? If you're not aware of that, that means it will happen. If your system can potentially cause a, be, be abused or misused, then it probably will be. And we even have this idea of subversion of the laws which which of course we consider to be a malicious use because someone is either intentionally or unintentionally subverting a law whether it's you know something to do with personal safety or data safety or all sorts of problems you really should not have an AI system where you'd be like, well, it wasn't me, it was the AI system. We can't sh- shift the blame to some sort of software system and have no accountability. Somebody, some organization needs to be accountable at some point. You can't say, well, this automatic system automatically transferred all the data from the European database to the American database. I had nothing to do with it. You can blame this little bot. I'm like, uh no, you can't blame a bot. You're gonna have to blame somebody. And that somebody is gonna be you. <laughs> so yeah, don't do that. Um, you know, uh, you know, also deception and corruption. We should not be letting our AI systems be used intentionally or unintentionally for deception and corruption. It's becoming easier and easier, guys. We have, you know, text to image generators, we got video generators, we got audio generators it's becoming a world of difficulty so you know you should not use our ai systems to violate user trust or cause people to mistrust anything right or we shouldn't use them to coerce people or deceive people manipulate them condition them or provoke people you know uh be an ai troller you know that's sitting around these are all things that are irresponsible use. And you, you can't simply say, well, my system won't be used that way or what's called security through obscurity where you hope that people won't discover it. You gotta be intentional about this. Otherwise you're being irresponsible.
0: Exactly. And we also, you know, always talk about if you're a road trust, people aren't going to want to use the systems. So then why build them at all? Because you're going to be spending a lot of time and money and resources to build it. So when we talk about AI It should come as no surprise. We always say, you know, data is a core part of AI. Data is the heart of AI. So AI privacy really is about data privacy. And when we're thinking about laws and regulations, data privacy laws are getting tougher all around. And I think that people in general are understanding their data footprint a lot better than they did in the past, even just a decade ago. So, you know, how is their data being used? How is their data being stored? Who has access to that data? How can you, you know, erase that data? So data privacy really does have the highest degree of regulation on a global scale, And the trend is towards more restrictive policies around data storage, data sharing and data use than, you know, open policies around that. So as you are going through your trustworthy AI framework, you need to say, okay, what does this mean? And where do I operate? Am I a, you know, one country shop? Are we multinational organization? Do I need to have European regulations that I'm thinking about? Do I need to have US regulations, maybe some Asian regulations, Australian regulations? And think about that, because and and really pay attention to where things are going, where the trend is going, not just from that laws and regulation standpoint, but also from a user standpoint. Yes, maybe technically you can do this, but are your users going to feel comfortable that you are, you know using their data in a certain way? So as you're building these trustworthy AI systems, make sure that you are thinking about that cuz it is incredibly important and you don't want to be violating laws intentionally or unintentionally you're still going to get in trouble no matter what
1: right and and if some regulator out there or some agency or some competitor out there has it for you and you know that you may not you're not you if you don't know for a 100% fact that you're in compliance with all the global laws and regulations you better be scared because somebody who wants to to have it for you will have it for you. And because I can guarantee you that you don't have 100% confidence that you're complying with all the laws. So the only way to do that is to build systems and controls and audits and all the sorts of things that we talk about. So in general, when we talk about responsible AI, we covered a lot of ground here, but a lot of it really falls down to the proper use of AI systems so that we don't cause issues of trust or harm or or those sorts of things by just irresponsible use of the technology. Even if the technology use itself is fairly ambivalent and neutral. So we talked about positive purpose, making sure we don't build things that should not be built. We talked about safety and security and putting in some controls and making sure we have a visibility into the ways that these systems can work. We have this idea of trust. We don't. We should not build systems that intentionally violate or erode trust. We should always have human accountability. This is separate from the idea of human in the, in the loop, human control. Even if there's a human that's in the loop, somebody needs to be responsible. So you can't say it wasn't me, it was the robot. There's got to be an identified line of control and ownership for all of your AI projects. We of course need to maintain issues of privacy. We can't be violating laws, but also it's not a good idea to just be having people's personal information broadly shared or using people's personal information in ways that they may not be expecting. This is kind of creepy land people. We shouldn't be doing that. Of course, we have the whole idea of we don't want to enable our systems for misuse or abuse we, or let people use our systems to violate intentionally or com- or er- er- evade laws and that sort of stuff or circumvent regulations <clears throat> separate is this idea of lethal autonomous weapons which really are an issue of nation states you know this is something that nation states do but when the cat's out of the bag the cat's out of the bag now that we know that we can build uh, dangerous drones are drones going to be regulated now that's a really good question uh you know so we should think about that it may happen with ai systems we need to think about their use in that context and of course we should not when we be building the responsible use of our ai systems in terms of the workforce should be primarily with the aim for augmentation and not for elimination we should t- and, and therefore the responsible uses there's a re- responsible way to use AI in that context.
0: Exactly, so now we know what responsible AI, the main elements of it are, but how do we actually implement responsible AI practically? When you're looking at your, you know, trustworthy AI framework and you're looking at the responsible AI layer, there are considerations that should apply for all projects. And you need to be saying what basic requirements for responsible AI will you require for all your projects? This is where you're gathering that team together from all the different departments so that you can, you know, have these meaningful discussions around this. So that's from an, you know, internal perspective with your projects, but then you also want to say, okay, well, if we're working with technology vendors and service providers, what are we going to require of them, if anything at all, but, you know, what will we require, it's really important to be asking these questions, and it's also important to have that, you know, representative group at the table for this. And then, when you are talking to external customers and users and stakeholders versus internal customers, users, and stakeholders, what do you want to communicate internally versus externally? All of these are really important to have. And then, for project specific responsible AI considerations, you want to make sure that you're thinking about all these as well and how you will address. All of these considerations, positive purpose, misuse and abuse of AI systems and compliance with laws and regulations, especially if you are a multinational organization, or if you're looking to become a multinational organization, that's important too. make sure, you know, look forward, where do you want to go and build this to the company you want to be. Safety and security, human accountability. So at the end of the day, who is going to be in charge and responsible when something doesn't go right? Privacy and workforce disruption. These are all things that we do address in our trustworthy AI workshop, because it's important to be addressing these, obviously, or we wouldn't be sharing it. And it's also important to make sure that you have that representative group at the table.
1: Yeah. And I think this may seem overwhelming, this whole idea of, and we've only gone through two layers so far. You've been listening to, to the podcast series. We talked about all five layers in one of the podcast, but we've been slowly going through some of the details. This may seem overwhelming, especially for larger organizations that have maybe distributed teams that have a lot of people working on a lot of AI projects. You might be thinking to yourself, uh-oh, <laughs> Uh Maybe there's more that maybe I didn't realize that I could be causing all this problems. It was, I guess it might've been easier before you listened to this podcast. Maybe you wish you didn't listen to this podcast that suggested all these things that you need to be concerned about. And you should be, why not? Is it better to ignore it or is it better to do something about it? And the answer is do something about it because you're gonna have to at some point, otherwise your AI project won't be meaningful at all. You just won't be doing it anymore. In which case, then we don't need to be talking about that. So if you're gonna do anything worthwhile, let's do it the right way and for a lot of these organizations that are thinking about it maybe not all of you on this podcast we know many of you may be casual listeners or academics or but many of you aren't many of you are working on real ai projects today and some of you in large organizations and for those of you that are you know you're really thinking about like ah oh, man how do i reduce this risk of potential lawsuits and reputational risk you know how can i make sure that you know the worldwide scope of laws and regulations that's changing how do i make sure i can keep up to date with it how do i even understand? How can I get my organization in alignment? Understand all of these concepts and make sure that we're doing the right things. And of course, really enhance the trust that we have with our clients and customers, constituents and employees. So for those of you that are really actively grappling with this, maybe having a little bit of anxiety right now, and how are you going to deal with this? This is what we've spent. We have a new three-day onsite. Well, I shouldn't say new because we've actually been doing it for a while, but we have a three-day onsite team-based Uh, trustworthy AI framework, it's only relatively new because we're back to doing things in person. (laughs) So from that perspective, welcome everybody that we see together in person now. And that's the other thing, you actually get to see us in person, which is fantastic for those of you that are interested. We have this new three-day onsite team-based trustworthy AI framework where we work through these issues for each organization because every organization is different. And the question is, how do we do this practically? Some of it's education, and some we're in concept alignment, where we make sure that the teams are in alignment on this understanding of these core concepts. A big part of it is de- developing a custom and practical and implementable organization-specific and comprehensive framework that talks about all the things that we're going to do at all these levels, but actually tie it to the specific operations and functions and the way that we run projects in these organizations. That leads to a checklist, which can be used every day to make sure that when we run these projects and manage them and implement them in all these different phases, that we are dealing with all these levels of trustworthy AI and, of course, some sort of set of controls and organizational practices and procedures and even a statement of things that we can tell people inside and outside the organization as to what we're doing with AI and give them more trust in you and the organization such that... They will use your AI systems. All of these are the things that we do. I and mean, we it doesn't take a long time to get this process started. Three days. It's fairly intense. There's a lot of people involved. You know, there's a there's a cost to it, but it's just something that you can do. And if you're really interested in, in in doing this and being part of this, having this workshop and taking your organization forward, eliminating some of the stress, you should really. Follow us and and go to cognolytica that's c o g n i l y t i c a dot com slash trustworthy. There you'll learn about the workshop and some other great resources on advancing your trustworthy AI efforts
0: exactly. And we know that you know this this can be overwhelming. So that's why we've broken this down into a series of podcasts in our trustworthy AI series so you can listen to it kind of digest each element and also we have a free intro to trustworthy AI course. So over about 2 hours or so this course will bring you into the fundamental concepts that you need and really you know dig deeper into some of that around trustworthy AI. It also digs deeper into the content that we share on this podcast and it's one long course so that you can listen to it all at once. If you're interested in learning more and signing up, go to cognolyticacom trustworthy. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. So all you have to do is click on that. That'll be the link for the free course. Also for the workshop, if you're interested and reach out if you have any questions. You know, we always love to hear from our podcast listeners. I know that many of you have taken our CPM AI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI certification. We love when our listeners do that. We always love to hear from you as well. So please do make sure to reach out. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, rate us as well on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. We do look at those reviews as well. We like to know what episodes and what topics you enjoy, what you'd like to hear more of. So you can do that with rating us. You can do that with emailing us. We do love to hear from our listeners. And subscribe as well if you have not already, so you can get notified of all of the upcoming Trustworthy AI podcasts that we have left in this series, as well as some additional podcasts that we have that we're really excited about. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools, handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live/list.